0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, Mark Kodo. Last week in, Ar- in my Artemis Fowl review, I mentioned that that I was s- thinking of doing a top ten movies based on young adult novels. I mentioned that last week, and and you guys thought I was doing that. Well, well apparently, this week, I am doing a top ten movie Top 10 movies based on young adult novels. Isn't that exciting? Well, at least that's good. Before I go to, into my list, let us, let us dive in, into the history of the young adult novel territory. So anyway, young adult novels tells the story of people in the teenage years or, or early 20s. This can expand to different genres, whether it's fantasy, science fiction, comedy, drama, among many other genres. There have been many young adult novels that turned out to be a huge success. For example, Hunger Games, Divergent, Twilight, The Fault in Our Stars, Paper Towns, Holes, Artemis Fowl, you name them. Spoiler alert, some of them that I just listed, listed out will be on this list. So hang on, hang on as I keep going. Going back on topic, these stories focused on human development for these young adults who are going through life, whether it is a struggled life or a good life in general. Plus, these young adult novels also bring back the memories or the, the nostalgia that we have we have experienced, especially when reading these young adult novels. Even back in the teenage days, heck, heck, I, I even read many young adult novels like Hunger Games, Stormbreaker, Perks of Being a Wildflower, Flower, Percy Jackson, and The Olympians, particularly the first one, The Lightning Thief, and The Maze Runner. Not only do these young adult novels focus on life, but they tackled a lot of themes, like relationships, abuse, family conflicts, coming of age, and discovering who you are, including loss, among many other themes and heavy subjects. These themes were very important to these uh, young adult novels, or, or should I say, uh, they were a part of the young adult novel series. And those themes alone has become a huge impact for them. Even when we look back into the, into young adult novels, it reminds us all on how we experienced our time as young adults. So for those who for those of you who are experiencing it now, it's tough, but at times you'll soon discover who you are, and 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 for some parts can be fun too. All right, well, well, these young adult novels later translated into movie adaptations. When when the books were actually popular, and oh my god, there are a lot of young adult novels, and most of them, most of them, if not all of them, have been adapted to movies. As a kid, I actually seen a few movies based on young adult novels, but as time goes on, I began to appreciate it. And I understand that not every film based on a young adult novel is perfect, and that is fine. But looking, into, but looking into it, they do try to tell a good story of a teenage life, especially for coming of age. So, basically, I can appreciate these films that are, that are trying to tell a great, great story based, based on young adults. As young adults, we laughed, we cried, we had relationships left and right, and had difficult times through, throughout. Plus, we made friends. So anyway, grab some parkour, take a seat, and let us go back in time to our coming of age stories through our experiences as young adults. This is the top ten movies based on young adult novels. And as always, spoiler alert. Also, some of the entries in this episode does contain some mature themes and moments that have tackled the young adult experience. So a warning to those who have experienced it before and to those who are listening and to those who are listening right now. Okay. On to the list. Number 10. Divergent. As I mentioned before, not all movies based on Young Adult novels are perfect, but this is this is far from it. In fact, this is one of the few movies based on Young Adult novels that, that I actually like, and one of the few books and one of the few books I read. The first book I I actually read the first book, Divergent. This is actually the first book. Based on a novel by Veronica Roth, this takes takes place in the dystopian future of Chicago, Illinois, where society is divided into five factions. One of them is ab- Abnegation, the, self, the Selfless, Amity, the Peaceful, Candor, the, the Honest, Dauntless, the Brave, and Erudite, the Intellectual. The main character in this story is Beatrice Pryor, played by Shail- Shailene Woodley, who is very who is very recognizable in uh, actually in a lot of, in a lot of young adult novels based mo- movies based on young, young adult novels who was born into abnegation until she she takes a psychological test where her results turned out to be divergent this means that that her results are more than one faction and one of them turns out to be dotless While the film does go left and right between the story and themes, many people compare the themes in this movie to other young adult novels. While watching this movie, I didn't realize what those factions mean, until I realized that it has a certain theme to it. For what I like about this film, is how our main character can have different factions instead of one faction. It's It's like having multiple skills and talents when you're learning new things. Heck, I, I, even, I have more than one skill. I mean, I'm doing a podcast. I, I do radio. I do a little bit of filming, music, and acting, too. That is, that is definitely more than one skill and talent at the same time. Anyway, the film received mixed reviews upon release. The, the performance of the cast, mainly Shane Lee Woodley, Woodley, the action sequences, and Junkie XL's musical score was singled out for praise. Heck, even in this film, there are so many cast members to, to single out, like Ansel Elgord, Zoe Kravitz, Ashley Judd, Tony Goldwyn, Theo James, Jai Courtney, Miles Teller, Ray Stevenson, and Kate Winslet being in this movie. While the sequels to Divergent may not be as good as, audience, as audiences thought it would be, the original Divergent movie will remain a first good installment. As for Shaylee Woodley, Divergent Divergent isn't the first young adult novel film adaptation that she has appeared in. She recently appeared with Miles Teller in The the Spectacular Now and with Ansel Elgort in The Fault of Our Stars. Talk talk about a young adult novel movie dedication. Number 9, If I Stay. Romantic drama has become a huge staple in the young adult genre, and If I Stay is no exception. Based on the book by Gail Foreman, the story follows a girl named Mia Hall, played by Chloe Grace Mortis, a a teenage girl with a huge passion on playing the cello who ends up being hospitalized and being the only family member alive after a deadly car crash that killed both her mom, her dad, and brother. Ooh boy, that, that definitely took a turn right there. While in a coma, she develops an out-of-body experience as her friends and loved ones are at the hospital caring for her while while developing flashbacks of her past before the crash. The story itself was later adapted to the 2014 film of the same name, similar to Divergent, but If I Stay felt, felt like a young adult felt like a flashback story going back and forth between the past and the present, which is actually pretty fitting for a young adult novel because young adults can have some memorable memorable flashbacks of the past. Okay, okay, maybe not some memorable flashbacks, but there are some memorable flashbacks as young adults. Now, now that I think about it, a lot of people who are adults now do have flashbacks to their young adult life, so going back to the film, Mia is in a coma for her, from a near death experience and develops her flashbacks, thinking back to her, like her visit at her boyfriend's concert and doing a cello audition at at uh, at Juilliard. By 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 the way, the name of her boyfriend is uh, Adam Wild. This and in this film, this film is like deciding on whether or not Mia wants to stay in life or go beyond. And I am pretty sure you know what I mean, go beyond. And yes, yes, it does have a happy ending. She does come back to life in the end. Actually, it was was actually a more surprising, intense ending, I should say. Overall, this film did receive mixed reviews upon release, and I'm going to be honest with you, this is dramatic at times. Makes me want to cry a little, because there are a lot of moments, there are a lot, well, some moments that do make me, that do make people cry at times. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I wish I could say more because I'm definitely trying my best right now. So, anyway, say what you want about this movie, movie but, both, but both the book and movie are good. Okay, I'm going to get myself together right now and go to the next, go to the next number. Uh, all right, all right. <clears throat> all right. Wow, well, I, I almost lost myself there. Okay. So, anyway, number, number eight, The Outsiders. Quick question. What do you guys get when you combined a young adult novel by by S.E. Hinton with with the God with Godfather directors like Francis Ford Coppola? One of the most underrated coming of age teenage movies of all time. Oh, my God. The Outsiders is so underrated. On top of that, this is one of the books that I actually read back in high school and the movie itself. So. So, yeah, there you have it. The book doesn't really say much in terms of plot, but it does follow the rivalry between the greasers and the socials, so- while being told in a first-person perspective from Ponyboy. The film overall ca- captures the source material word from word. I guess somebody knew how to write a movie adaptation from a ber- book perfectly. Aside, uh, Aside from producing the recent 1973 teenage film American Graffiti with George Lucas directing, Francis Ford Coppola was hesitant to direct the film but a letter came in from an elementary school librarian from in Fresno, California that changed his mind. That is definitely a change of heart right there. And, and yes, talk about an offer you can't refuse. Both the book and the film tackled the greasers and socials but I think there was more to the story that meets the eye mainly the chemistry between Ponyboy and Johnny, as they go on a journey on their own after Ponyboy was nearly drowned to death from a solch to which uh, Johnny kills. There are so many big names and memorable characters in The Outsiders. you got characters like Ponyboy, Johnny, Dallas, Derry, Two-Bits Matthews, Steve Randall, Jerry, Bob, among many others. you also got big-name actors of the 1980s like C. Thomas Howell, Ralph Mochio, Matt Dillon, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Diane Lane, and, of course, Tom Cruise. Fun fact, Nicolas Cage, Flea, and Melanie Griffith also appear as cameos. Both the film and novel tackle a lot of themes that some young adult novels do tackle, like gang violence, underage smoking and drinking, relationships, dysfunctional families, slang, among many others. However, the only thing that I can remember... Is to stay gold that's actually one of the morals of the story is to always stay gold no matter how good or bad life can be oh boy here it goes again yep anyway all right well, especially the fact when Johnny died in both the film and the book he tells pony boy to, to stay gold an important line and moral to remember even as young adults if young if young adult life struggles a bit Always remember to stay gold. Stay gold, pony boy. Alright, on to the next entry. Number seven. The Chronicles of Naria The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Fantasy, the fantasy genre does hit hard when it comes comes to young adult novels, especially with the production teams teams like Disney and Walden Media. Based on a novel, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe by C S Lewis. The film follows uh, four children named Peter, Susan, S- Susan, Edmund, and Lucy who evacuated to the countryside outside of London for shelter after a bombing attack only to find a wardrobe that takes the children to a fantasy world called Narnia. While, while, while there, the form teamed up with, with the lion named Asland played by Liam Neeson as they go up against the evil white witch named Jadis. Played by Tilda Swinton. The film is directed by Andrew Addison, who recently directed the Oscar-winning animated film Shrek, alongside with collaborating composer Harry Gregson Williams. Both the book and film do have something in common for children, but there are some elements that the young adult that young ad- or excuse me that young adults can take to heart. Although although it does have a hint of rebellion, both the book and film focuses a lot on family dilem- dilemmas, mainly the children and knowing what side to take. That is definitely one of the few uh, few moments in that that does have has something in common. The film, the film itself became a huge success with critics and audiences, and while the sequels, sequels to the first one were good, The First Chronicles of Narya is a classic to come for children, adults, and young adults alike. All right, moving forward. Number six, The Maze Runner. Jeez, 2014 was a huge year for movies based on young adult novels. This 2009 young adult novel by James Dashner and the, film, and the 2014 film tells the story of a teenage boy named Thomas, played by Dylan O'Brien, who wakes up in an elevator up to a place called The Glade, which is set in a dystopian world, surrounded by huge walls that go for four miles alongside with a tribe of teenage boys, led by Albie, played by Amal Ami, and Newt, played by Thomas Brody sangster The story and film also introduced Teresa, played by Kayla Soco-Dallarillo, who is the last person to enter their glade. Outside the wall is a maze and robotic creatures that lurk into the night called the Grievers. While the maze opens often, Thomas and the rest of the Glade decide to find their way out of the maze. While some of the boys, including Galley, played by Will Poulter, are against, le- against the rule of leaving the maze due to, you guess it, rules. The rest of the Glade decides to leave to find a way out of the maze. Only to discover that the maze was set up by an organization called Acting World Catastrophe Killing Zone Department, or Wicked for short led by Ava Page, played by Patricia Clarkson, as they are entering Phase 2. And I'm pretty sure you know what that Phase 2 means, The Scorch Trials. Many people consider the Maze Runner film to be one of the better young adult, adult book-to-film adaptations. And that is saying something. Huh, makes you wonder why the Artemis Fall film wasn't adapted perfectly. While the Scorched Trials and Death Cure are easily good follow-ups, but none can hold a candle to the first Maze Runner film. Alright, moving on. Number 5, Holes. Disney and Walden Media take the next entry on this list. Author Louis Louis Satcher tells the story of a Texas boy named Stanley Yonetz IV. By the way, first and last name is spelled backwards. Played by newcomer Shia LaBeouf, who is accused and taken to camp Green Lake for falsely stealing a pair of shoes. The reason why it happens because of a curse that started a long time ago by his no-good, dirty, rotten pick-stealing great-great grandfather, who doesn't fulfill his promise to carry Madame Zeroni up a mountain and family to do her an arranged marriage with Myra. Oh boy, that's a shame. Talk about a broken promise. At Camp Green Lake, Stanley is forced to dig holes every day as character building, led by Mr. Sir played by John Voight, Mr. Pendanski, Tim Blake Nelson, and the warden herself Sigourney Weaver. Plus we have again memorable characters like Zero, X-Ray, Zigzag, Armpit, Magnet, Squid, and Twitch. And we can't forget the nickname that was given to Stanley called Caveman. Oh man. Those nicknames in those those nicknames in this book and movie are so memorable. Anyway, the film and book goes back and forth between flashbacks and present day of the Nuts legacy and in Camp Green Lake as well, while going into multiple themes that includes racism, homeless, illiteracy, and arranged marriage. Holes is considered by many fans and critics and audiences to be one of the more faithful adaptations from a book to film. And sometimes, if you want to get to get out of the hole, stop digging. Or, go any other way around. Sometimes, you gotta dig the rest of your hole yourself. Number four, Ready Player One. When it comes to young adult films or coming-of-age films, look no further than Steven Spielberg. Set in the future in the year 2045, the film follows a boy named Wade Watts, played by Ty Sheridan, who escapes reality by going into a virtual reality called The Oasis, as his Avatar character, Parseval The Oasis itself was created by James Halliday and, Og- and Ogden Morrow, played by Mark Rylance and Simon Pegg, respectively. Af- after Halliday's death, a contest has been created for people to find three hidden keys to unlock a gate to retrieve the golden Easter egg. The contest begins for Wade, but he is also being interfered by Nolan Sorrento, played by Ben Mendelssohn, the CEO of IOI, who leads an army of Sixers. No really, that's 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 the name, actually, really. For what for what we got in the film is An out-of-this-world motion capture and CGI experience that can literally put Justice League's CGI to shame. On top of that, we get a huge amount of pop culture references like Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, The Shiny, King Kong, Godzilla, Iron Giant, and other TV, film, video games, comics, and anime references from the 1970s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. The list keeps going on. Ready Player One focuses a lot on pop culture references, it does have a good sense of t- teenage rebellion and the relationship between our main characters, who turn out to be teenagers and kids as well. Going into a virtual reality is something that even young adults try to do in their life, and the that's pretty something too. I mean, true, it is hard to accept the reality that we live in now. It, that is definitely true. Sometimes it's hard to accept it. Some critics consider the film's plot to be an improvement over Ernest Cline's plot in the book, which, which is definitely saying something, well, be, be that as it may, I guess the, both plots from the book and film are, are better plots than the plot in the Artemis Fowl movie. I make no promises. That is my last Artemis Fowl movie joke. Okay, going back... But there is no denying that, that Ready Player One has the, has the virtual CGI-filled pop culture movie that is literally an out-of-this-world experience. And trust me, this is some of the best CGI that Ready Player One has ever had in this movie. Alright, moving forward. Number three, Bridge to Terabithia. Last of the Disney and Walden Media film on this list, I promise based on a novel by Katherine Patterson, which she also took inspiration from a real-life tragic event after one of her son's friends was struck by a lightning. Bridge to Terabithia tells the story of two best friends named Jesse Ahrens, played by Josh Hunterson, and Leslie Burke, played by Anna Sophia Robb, who spend their free time by creating a fantasy world with their mind and imagination called Terabithia. While it is a children's film, many young adults can relate to this film through many different themes and ideas, most notably bullying and family relationships. The character of Jesse Ahrens is a struggled boy who is is being dealt with bullying in middle school and his family orders overshadows him, although life began to change when Leslie Burke walked into his school and becomes friends with Jesse, and they both go on a fantasy adventure. After many great adventures to Terabithia, Jesse comes to realize that Leslie is a friend that he has never had in life. That is really definitely something right there. However, it all goes downhill when Jesse's family found out that Leslie drowned in the creek. Jesse doesn't doesn't accept the fact and decides to run back to Terabithia only for his father, played by the T-1000 himself. Robert Patrick runs after him and 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 helps his son out. This is one of the few moments from the, from the film that really hits hard because Jesse's father helps him to understand the reality of it all and wants him to keep the friendship alive. Many critics considered the film a faithful adaptation with amazing visual effects and the performances from the two leads. And whether it's, it, is a fa- it is a reality or a fantasy world, many people can always remember to keep their mind wide open. Number two, The Hunger Games Catching Fire. I was originally gonna put the original Hunger Games as my number two entry, but it's the second installment that makes the top two. Many critics, fans, and audiences considered the second installment to be the best of the series for Suzanne Collins and the most critically acclaimed film in The Hunger Games chapter. The sequel follows Katniss Everdeen, played by Jennifer Lawrence, and Peter Malark, played once again by Josh Hunterson, as they are forced by the capital of Pan Am once more to participate in the Hunger Games, only for them to start a new rebellion and the fight for survival. The two are reunited by F.E. Trinket, played by Elizabeth Banks, and Haymitch, played by Woody Harrelson, and Cinna, played by Lenny Kravitz. As they prepare for the 74th annual Hunger Games, the film also keeps audiences, critics, and fans on the edge of their seats during during the Hunger Games, which was which is being led by President Snow, played by Donald Sutherland, and Plutarch Heavensby, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, as the fight for survival turned into the fight for time, or um, or something, because in the 74th annual annual Hunger Games is basically. A race around the clock. There we go. I think that's I think that's the, that's the I think that's the term or something. I don't know. It may be the best installment of the franchise, but but the Hunger Games series is definitely one of the few best young adult novels ever and book to film adaptations. Now I know what you're thinking. What can possibly be my number one top choice? Do you think it might be obvious? Well, let me go into it. Number one, the Harry Potter franchise. Taking the top spot on his list is the young adult novels turned fantasy movies that tells J.K. Rowling's story about the boy who lived. That's right, folks. That boy is Harry Potter. In, this, in the span of 10 years of the film, based on all seven books, Harry Potter played by Daniel Radcliffe, becomes the young wizard that we know and love today. The first three Harry Potter books and films shows him learning the ways of magic at at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, and becoming friends with Ron Weasley, played by Rupert Grint, and Hermione Granger, played by Emma Watson, as young kids. The last four books go into adult territory as Harry begins to discover that the Dark Lord himself has returned. And, and that Dark Lord is Voldemort, played by Ralph Finesse. This leads Harry and his friends to team to team up and stop the Dark Lord. The films were directed by Chris Columbus, Alfonso Caron, Mike Newell, and David Yates. Each film based on all seven books brings audiences to the Wizarding World through amazing storytelling, visual effects, magic, friendship, rebellion, humanity, and more. To this day, their Harry Potter books and movies are regarded as one of the greatest movie franchises and young adult novels of all time. And with the new additions to the Fantastic Beasts movies, it I guess you could say that the Wizarding World is, is moving forward with its magic. And there you have it, folks. That is my top 10 movies based on young adult novels. What do you guys think? Am I missing a few young adult novels? Please let me know. Thank you all for tuning in to Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo. Remember to watch movies and stay positive.